Hello and welcome to episode 417 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I'm trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now coming up today, I've got a list of tasks that we can do throughout October and a list of seeds that we can sow throughout October as well. But first, we have the diary with what I've been up to over this last week. It is Saturday the 2nd of October 2021 today. It is tipping it down outside. Absolutely loads and loads of rain, a lot of wind and basically it's impossible to do anything outside. So instead I've came into my little potting shed and I've been working in here. First of all I potted up my sorrel plant. Now sorrel is one of my favourite plants. It's got quite a lemony flavoured leaf. I guess you use it in salads. It grows perennially it'll come back year and after year it grows huge it grows in shade it's delicious and it's a fantastic plant so a few months ago I actually sowed some sorrel seeds which have been doing quite well but I decided it's time to get them into a really big pot so I brought them into here a nice big pot of compost and I've potted one of my sorrel plants up into a nice big plot which will now grow quite nicely it will probably start to die back about November time but then come back in the spring and uh, perform quite well I've got to say as I said earlier it's one of my favorite plants now something else I've done today is I've sorted out my seeds now I've got quite a large collection of seeds that I've gathered over the years and once a year I like to go through a lot of the seeds and just see what's out of date or what's going out of date uh, and what packets are open and get rid of them. Now I know that's very wasteful but the reality is I have so many seeds that I just end up making more waste because I don't use the newer ones because I'm trying to use up the older ones and the older ones Although they, they go out of date, it's not strictly true they go fully out of date. They just are not as a viable seed. They may not germinate as well. So my theory is that I'm putting too much energy into trying to grow the older seeds when the newer seeds would perform better. Now what I do do with some of the older seeds, however, is I use them for microgreens over the winter. Now this is something I'm actually growing and sowing in uh, tomorrow night's live show that I do on Sunday on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. And microgreens are a fantastic, fantastic way of getting some nice, healthy, small salads and over the winter. So a lot of the seeds that can be saved for microgreens, cabbages, sweet corn, peas, coriander, basil, list goes on and on. Those old packets of seeds will get used for that. And to, to do microgreens, it's very easy, actually. Get yourself a, a little tray, add some compost, scatter the seeds over the top, keep them watered. In about a week to two weeks, you've got your microgreens grown and ready to harvest. Just cut them off and off you go. Now, if you don't know what microgreens is, I think the easiest and the best example would be to think of cress. And that kind of summarises everything about it. 
So that's what I've been up to today. Tomorrow, I believe the weather is going to be a little bit better. And I hope so, because I want to get down the allotment. <laughs> It is Sunday the 3rd of October 2021 today. I'm down on the allotment and I'm down here with Roxy actually. She's a, probably a bit too young to really be down on the allotment but uh, she's so full of energy that she's becoming a bit difficult so I thought we'll bring her down here and just see how she gets on and whether or not that will make her sleep all night. That would be good. Now, what have I done today? Well, the first thing we did when he came down was I noticed that my sweet corn, that uh, I was doing quite well with sweet corn, a lot of it has been picked at, probably birds or something, that has decided that they like my sweet corn and they'll eat it. Now, I didn't put any bird protection or bird scaring anything around the, uh, the sweet corn, and that probably was a mistake on my behalf. So that's a lesson learned there. Perhaps for next year, you have to think about putting CDs hanging up so they catch the sunlight or something just to, to scare off any, uh, any birds. Well, I'm trying to think, do I actually have CDs anymore? That, that's going to be the challenge. Uh, I also checked on the facility that I sowed a couple of weeks ago, and I'm pleased to say that looks like it has all germinated. Still a little bit on the small side at the moment, but I reckon within the next week or two, it'll be so big and so well grown that it's going to start making it worthwhile. Now, after that, I basically concentrated on weeding out the rhubarb bed. Now, this is a bed that has got exceptionally weedy over the years. And I meant to concentrate on it a lot more this year. I didn't get around to it, but I, I, I did today. I, I, I um, had Roxy alongside me, and as we were pulling out grass, she was happening alongside. We pulled out a lot of cooch grass and cleared it, and a lot of the rhubarb has now died back anyway. So... What I've got to do next is just add some cardboard and a good layer of horse manure and compost just to protect the crowns a bit and that should be good to go. Anyway, it's just been a, a, a short visit down the allotment today. I'm going to make up for it next week when hopefully we can be a bit better with Roxy. I was surprised actually based on the weather yesterday to get down here at all. But actually, it's turned out to be a quite a nice day except for the wind. So... Can't complain at that. Right, uh, let's head on home and uh, see if I get anything done tomorrow. It is Monday the 4th of October 2021 today. This week is promising to be a little bit better than the last week. In fact, I've managed to get home from work at a decent time today. And what I've done, I've ventured out into the garden and I've, I'm in the potting shed at the moment, by the way. But what I've done is I've got a few pots and I filled up with multi-purpose compost. These are decorative pots. And into that, I have planted out some daffodils and some tulips. Now, I like daffodils and tulips for early flowers. This is the Veg Grower podcast. It's all about edible gardening. And you're probably wondering what daffodil and tulips have to do with that. Well, the truth is, tulips are actually, and the flowers are edible. But what I really grow daffodils and tulips for is to get the pollinators in early. So I, I plant up some early pots ready to go for next year. And as they flower and come into place, they uh, put on this beautiful display and bring in those in pollinators. But once they get to uh, two years old, 
they don't flower as well. So what I then do with those older bulbs is I use them down on the allotment. I moved them down there earlier this year. I got my nieces to plant up some pots with the older bulbs, which they won't flower as well, but they'll just... They'll do something, and uh, at least out on the allotment they can get some use. But brand new daffodil and tulip bulbs, they go into my decorative plots. So that's what I've been up to today, and that is what I've been up to throughout this week. As always, please do let me know what you've been up to yourself on your own allotments or your own vegetable patches. It'd be great to find out. Right, we will have one of my commercial breaks, and then I'll meet you back in the podding shed to talk about what we can sow and grow and do throughout October. Well, hopefully you're enjoying this podcast so far. We'll be back with the content in just a moment, but I just want to take this opportunity to ask if you would consider becoming a member of the VegCrowd Podcast Supporters Members Club. It costs just £5 a month, and for that £5, it enables me to keep the podcasts going and encourage more people to grow their own food. But in return... What you will get for that £5 is each month you get several packets of seeds sent directly to your front door and these seeds can be sown in that corresponding month. Added to that, you will get behind-the-scenes podcasts, videos, blog posts, a lot more content for your money. To find out more and become a member, head to thevegroundpodcast.co.uk and click on the Supporting Members link. Something I would have liked to do over this last week, which unfortunately I didn't get round to doing, was to actually get my onion sets and my garlic cloves into the ground and planted. Time just wasn't on my side and I'm going to make up for it over this next week. Now, moving on from the diary. Each month I am buying a product out of my own money to try out and see how we get on. Throughout September, it was the LBC Boots, ultra lightweight, and I bought these at Gardener's World, and I've just looked on their website, and they're about £47 at the time of recording. Now, I've got to admit, over this last month, I didn't wear them as much as I had hoped. Very hard to get out of the old habits of using my trainers. But when I have used them, I've got to say it was a pleasure to wear them. They were very comfortable, very, very light. Felt like I was still wearing trainers. I did find them still a bit tricky to remove from my feet when I finished with them. But the use of a welly puller that we have out by our back door did help. But it was it was tricky, but that's just something I have to get used to. Very happy with these boots. I've got to say, very happy with these boots. They felt comfortable, they felt light, and I could work in them quite happily. I do recommend them, especially if you are used to wearing welly boots on your allotment or your garden as normal. Now, October's product is a bit of a wild card, actually. It's, it's a Regetta Metal screw steak it's only arrived tonight so i haven't really had a chance to test it i've opened it up and had a look at it and i'm very impressed with it but what is it for you're probably asking well as you know we now have a puppy and we want to take her down the allotment but one of our allotment rules is that when we take dogs or puppies down on the allotment they must be secured they must not be allowed to run wild now i don't like the idea of staking animals up or restraining them at the best of times but roxy is a puppy and there are children on the allotment 
If I let her go, there's a chance she may bite a child and that would not be good. So what I have to do is restrain her and I'm hoping to use this stake over this next month in order to attach her leash onto this stake. I can move the stake around with me so she's always nearby me and I can keep an eye on her. But I'm just hoping that it's going to do the job that it is meant to do and enable me to allow my puppy to come down the allotment with me and not cause any harm. We've got a month of testing, so let's find out how that goes on throughout October. Moving on from that into the main area for discussion this week. And what seeds can we sow throughout October? Now, I know we often think October to be in a bit of a a lull, a bit of a quiet time. And it's true, we don't have as much to do as we would do back in March, for example. However, there's still plenty that we can sow this month. And most of these we will be sowing in order to get some early crops next year. Spring crops, maybe even late winter crops, depending on what we have. Top of this list is onion sets. Now these are immature onions, young bulbs, if you like, that you can buy from a garden centre pretty cheaply. Pop these into the bed and they will grow on over the winter pretty reliably and produce an early crop of onions you could be harvesting in fact as early as late january february if you're desperately out of onions they won't have reached full size by then that won't happen till the middle of the year but just gives you a chance to get rid of an earlier crop garlic cloves now uh, we all know or we are all told that garlic needs a period of being below a certain temperature in order to form cloves We tried experimenting with that this year. It didn't quite go to plan. We'll try again next year. But as always, I will be planting out my garlic cloves. Well, normally I would have done it by now, but throughout October, they will go into the ground and they will grow quite happily and they will produce some fantastic garlic next year. Then, of course, we've got autumn sown shallots. Shallots I find to be a lot tastier than onions, a lot more useful and store hell of a lot easier when it comes to storing our produce. So shallots are definitely another one to overwinter if you can. Next, I have peas. Now, we often don't think of peas being able to grow over winter, but actually you get the right variety it's very possible. Meteor is a very good overwintering pea, as is Feltham first. Two highly recommended solos October into November, and they will produce early crops. In fact, last year I grew some in my greenhouse, and they did very well. Next, I have broad beans. Again, another crop I always overwinter. The advantage of growing broad beans over winter is that we don't get any problems with black fly and that for me is just a a godsend so i always grow overwinter broad beans don't bother with sowing them in the spring but again the right variety the variety i always like is aqua dolce claudia very easy to get hold of in most garden centers if you can Moving on from that, we've got the brassicas, cauliflower, a variety called all year round. As the name suggests, it can be sown pretty much all year round. We'll give you a crop in the early summer, I'd expect those, but they won't bolt. Or it's very unlikely they will bolt, I should say. Cabbages as well, we can sow certain varieties of cabbage. Again, they will give us an earlier crop, probably looking at spring, summer cabbages. Less likely to bolt 
just worth doing. Turnips get the right variety. I'm choosing a variety called Snowball. They can be sown throughout October as well. And although I find turnips a little bit on the boring side, and now I'm starting to experiment a bit more with them. I'm finding them to be a little bit more interesting and starting to use them a lot more in my cooking. Now, as always, I like to grow salads over the winter. So that does include using my veggie pod to grow things like a mixed salad leaf, a cut and come again salad leaf. There's many varieties out there, many mixes out there that are specifically designed for the autumn winter sowing. So just check your packet for that. And also lettuce. There's certain varieties that are specifically designed to be sown in this sort of time of year to grow throughout the winter. Spring onions. Now, I never knew about spring onions until a few years ago when I managed to sow them and grow them right throughout the winter and harvest them into spring and into summer. Something, again, I highly recommend you do. Look for the right variety. Again, just check the packet and just find the right variety. You will not be disappointed. Corn salad and land cress. Both of these are very, very easy to grow. In fact, corn salad, it will grow right throughout the winter. It can survive down to minus 15 degrees C. Again, get hold of some of these seeds. Highly recommend you grow them and they will provide you with some nice, tasty, nutritious salad leaves throughout the winter months. I often feel that our windowsills come into play throughout the winter months as well. So on the windowsill, I will be growing things like microgreens, which I will start to sow, as you've heard already. I've started to sow some microgreens. But also herbs can be grown on the windowsill. So we could have dill, basil, chives, parsley. If you look at the packets of those, you will see most of them say they can be sown all year round. And then it's because they can be sown in pots inside your house on the windowsill. Make sure it's sunny, make sure it gets plenty of light and plenty of warmth. And you can have fresh herbs right throughout the winter. Now, my final seeds that we can sow are green manures. Now, as you heard last week, I'm a big fan of green manures and I highly recommend everyone sows them if you have any bare patches of land. I won't go into that too much because I covered that in last week. So that is a list of seeds that we can sow throughout October. Don't worry if you didn't jot that all down. There will be a list on the website for this blog post of what I've just listed. So next, what tasks can we do throughout October? Well, there's a lot to do throughout October, actually. Now, one of the most important things I think we should be doing is collecting any leaf fall. And the reason we want to do this is because we want to make leaf mould. Now, leaf mould is a, basically a load of leaves that are rotted down. And you'll find this quite often in woodland. It makes a fantastic mulch, a fantastic soil improver. So if you can get as many leaves that have fallen down from trees as you can and pot them into a compost bin or a large wire cage to rot down, it'll be worth doing. It's also going to be a time to clear away any plants such as runner beans and courgettes. They probably won't get to produce anything from now on in. So harvest what you can and compost the rest. Don't forget to harvest your pumpkins. Now, I like to wait for my pumpkins to turn completely orange and for the stalk to go brown before I harvest. And then what I do is cut away the pumpkin, leaving as much of a stalk on as I possibly can just makes it a bit easier to store these fruits. 
Brussels sprouts will need staking in order to support them. If we don't do that and we get some strong winds, the Brussels sprouts tend to shake and that leads to wind rock, which leads to blown Brussels sprouts. So just simply put a sturdy stick or cane or, or bit of wood into the ground and tie your Brussels sprouts in. If you've got any empty beds, I highly recommend either sowing green manures or mulching with compost or manure if you have any available. It will just cover over that soil, protect it from the worst of the weather, but also feed that soil, get some nutrients into that soil ready for next year. As greenhouses become empty, it's going to be worth giving them all a good clean on the inside and disinfect so that when we use them throughout the winter and into the spring and summer, they're not going to harbour any pests or diseases. And it also, by giving it a good clean, allows a bit more light into the greenhouse, which can only help your plants. And it's ideal to do when the greenhouse is empty. Ripen any tomatoes or peppers that you have left. You can turn the plants upside down and that will ripen them quite quickly. Alternatively, pickle your tomatoes off and pop them into a sunny windowsill or near some bananas and that will help ripen them as well. Asparagus has turned yellow. It's worth cutting that back and mulching the asparagus with seaweed or compost or something like that. It's not going to do any good now. It's it's going to come back in the spring, but until then, we can't do much with asparagus. If you have any citrus plants, they're going to need moving indoors just to give them a bit of protection. Perhaps into your greenhouse if you're lucky enough to have one. If not, into a sunny windowsill or conservatory will be just as well. I love citrus. I've got some lemon trees. I've got some orange trees, all of which are outside and are going to have to come in pretty soon. If you laid straw around your strawberries, you want to remove all that straw now. It's not going to do any good. It's going to hold on to too much water and that could lead to rotting of your strawberries. So just clear it, throw it into your compost heaps and then we can add straw again next year. If you've got rhubarb that is over five years old, it's probably going to be time to divide the rhubarb. Now, what you want to do is dig up the rhubarb crown and then split the crown into three pieces. The two ends and the middle is the best way to describe it. The middle bit is probably quite woody and no good, but the two ends can be replanted and will grow into good new rhubarb plants. Don't want to harvest them in the first year, let them establish themselves for the first year, but after that you will then have two plants that you have good rhubarb from. Harvest your apples. Chances are most apples are becoming into season and it's time to start picking them. Now to test if they're ready, what I like to do is take an apple, lift it, twist it and see if it comes away from the tree easily if it does it tells me that that apple is ready for harvesting if it's not ready it won't come away so leave it a little bit longer a few more weeks and it'll be ready now as we are heading rapidly towards the winter months i think it's a good time now just to check over any greenhouse heaters uh, check them all in good 
working operation check that they don't need servicing or if they do need servicing take them to be serviced check you've got enough paraffin or whatever fuel they may use and wicks check your wicks as well also it's worth checking if you've got plenty of fleeces and plenty of protection for any crops that you might have in the ground throughout the winter months just check that you have it all and that it's ready to go should the weather rapidly drop well that's it for this week i think that's a quite a comprehensive list and plenty to keep us busy throughout october certainly most of these i will be doing myself now if you're doing anything particularly during october then please do let me know you can email me richard at vegrowerpodcast.co.uk you can visit the website at vegrowerpodcast.co.uk where you can leave a comment on the bottom of a blog post or you can leave a voicemail which i can then play into the podcast in a later date finally you can find me on social media just search for the veg grower podcast We will be back again next week, but until then, please take care.